Hey everybody, welcome to Obscure Minds. I'm Jess and I'm here with Nyx. Hello. Today I'm going to cover the dark untold truth behind the man who inspired the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's an interesting and oh so disturbing story. The sad truth is it didn't happen in Texas and there were no chainsaws involved. The director of the original movie had relatives that lived 20 miles from where the inspiration was and all the heinous crimes had been committed. He said it was a story that haunted him since his childhood. Ed Gein was known as the Butcher of Plainfield and the Plainfield Ghoul. He's also been an inspiration for the films such as The Silence of the Lambs and Psycho. So I'm going to start from the beginning to give a little bit of context to let you decide just how disturbing you find all of this. The particular topics in this may be triggering to some. So who is Ed Gein? So he had an alcoholic father named George and an ultra-religious mother named Augusta and an older brother named Henry. And it was said that his mother frequently preached to her sons about an innate immortality of the world and the evil of drinking and her belief that all women, apart from herself, were naturally promiscuous and instruments of the devil. Just yeah. women in general or all women other than herself. So, oh, so she, she she's excluded. She's she good. was totally she was totally fine, but everybody else was from the devil. Yeah. So <laughs> she reserved time every afternoon to read to them from the Bible, usually selecting verses from the Old Testament and the revelation concerning death, murder, and divine retribution. So I find this like an interesting and like pivotal piece of information in his admirable upbringing. Like it's a little extreme for children. Yeah. Um, Wait, so how the old was he? Um, this, this started at a young age. I mean, like all the way up from like, like as soon as he <laughs> was young, young, all the way up until he was an adult. Like she was an ultra religious wow. mother teaching him all these things. Those things. Wow. All okay. these things. Yeah. It, him and his brother. So the family was pretty dysfunctional to say the least. Um, a lot of families are, but I, I'd say this was like, this was top tier for sure. Um, in the sense that Augusta, the mother hated her husband, George, because he had a hard time holding down a job due to his alcoholism. But they were, up, they were able to settle down in a small town of Plains, Plainsfield, Wisconsin. Um, both sons were completely isolated other than being able to attend school. Ed Gein was shy and the classmates, classmates and teachers remembered him having like strange mannerisms and like such as like seemingly like random laughter as if he was like laughing at his own personal jokes. Unfortunately, his mother would punish him anytime he would try to make friends, which ultimately led him to having like poor social, poor social developmental skills, which is like really sad. If you think about it, he was already super secluded as well as, as well as his brother. And yeah. he, he had a really rough childhood. So well, fast it sounds forward. Like he he doesn't have like the, like the programs and the help that we have nowadays for children who are like that. That is very sad. It's, okay. Continue. Is, yeah. Sorry. No worries. 
So fast forward a little bit to Ed Gein's father dying at the age of 66 of a heart failure due to his alcoholism in April of 1940. The two Gein brothers had a rocky relationship with one another as like Henry worried about his brother having like an abnormal attachment to his mother as he often spoke ill of his mother around Ed and that often made him very upset. In May of 1944, Ed started a vegetation fire on their property that got out of control, and his brother Henry went missing, and Ed called the authorities to help him look, and they found Henry, whose dead body was found lying face down. Apparently, he had been dead for some time, and it appeared that the cause of death was heart failure, since he had not been burned or injured otherwise. But it was later reported that the bruising on his head was apparently no big deal because the police dismissed the possibility of foul play. And it was written as asphyxiation on the death certificate. So then shortly after his, his brother's death, his mother had a stroke. And he took care of her for a little bit. And then she died of a second stroke in 1945. And he states that the loss, that he lost his only friend and one true love. And he was absolutely alone in the world. Yikes. Yikes. Yes. Sorry. That's a <laughs> red flag. <laughs> red, very red flag. He, he definitely had some mommy issues for sure. Um, that Norman Bates vibes. <laughs> Yes. And you know, what's super funny. Um, Norman Bates actually said that there was, so when what? I met Norman Bates, we're, we're cutting this part out though. Norman Bates, super funny how I was actually going to put this in, but he, when I met him last night, he's like, there's nothing like uh, really uh, the love for a mother between his, her, a mother and a son. He said that to me last night when I was with Caden. Like the actor, you just the actor, and I was like, "That's so weird." You mentioned Norman Bates because he said that shit to me last night. That's super fucking weird. Well, first of all, that's part of his character. It's what they're yeah. supposed to do. And second of all, why can't I leave this in? That's perfect. That's okay. funny because people are grasping the concept of like these characters, and obviously, there's something yeah. that's going. Well, on. yeah, and that's why he was. Um, he was. Um. He was thought of for the role of psycho. So like this whole thing, super crazy. Yeah. So do can we, I, do can we I put, ask a, yes, I, do it. So do with that information, what you will, <laughs> but like, yes. Yeah. That's very strange. Um, okay. So the brother, I, I feel like I want to rewind a little bit. Yeah. The, the brother dying so literally like oh there's some bruising but we're good we could just move on that's literally what happened literally what happened um no one even like thought well there was some questioning that was done but like they really literally shrugged it off like oh no foul play was done i thought that was really weird there was no autopsy report ever done on the body too um that was a big red flag as well i'm not sure yeah. why maybe the mom didn't want it um or sh maybe she had some suspicions as well um i just know that how old was the brother um he was i want to say he was in a even just around age like 30s or 40s maybe 
Okay. Okay. Uh, that's a ball ballpark thing. I, I only ask because of the heart failure. And if he was like in his teens, heart failure, and I'd be like, hmm. But well, heart I guess. failure was the dad. The heart failure was the dad. So wait, no, that was the the brother too. Yeah. <gasps> it was both of them. Yeah. So the heart failure was due to alcoholism for the dad, and then the brother. They stemmed it as heart failure as well because there was <gasps> it's no poison. Maybe it was poison. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Right? Go ahead. Yeah, so both of them were actually heart failure because there was no, like, which I think is really odd because how are you going to find bruising on the head later on and then not question that? I don't know. Super weird. That's Um, very weird. Yes. So this is where um, Ed Gein is left all alone for his reign of terror to start. He now doesn't have a father, doesn't have a mother, and doesn't have a brother. And he's left alone on the family's property to literally wreak havoc. So yeah. this is what we know. He was only, he only, like, murdered two people. There was only two confirmed murders. And that is where all of the information I'm going to share with you is very horrific. Just FYI. Um okay. Okay, so if you're ready Just for this, know, brother died, okay. mom died, child is starting to go crazy, right? Okay, so everyone's dead, and he's left with his own thoughts, and so um, confirmed deaths are two women, and I'm going to kind of give like a story, a picture, like. Of what happened. And this is where it gets gross. So if you're sensitive to this information, I am sorry. However, this is the depiction of what is real and unfortunately true of this, like, person. He is not a character. He was a real-life person who inspired this movie. So... Um, on the morning of November 16th of 1957, 58-year-old 50 or um, Plainsfield hardware store owner, Bernice Warden, disappeared. So she was a, one of the first people to, um, to succumb victim of Gein. And he basically, um, this became like the red flag. Because the uh, store owner's, like, son got involved and all this other stuff. I'm going to cut to the chase with this one. So it became a red flag. And he had come back to the store um, and was arrested because he had bought, like, a gallon of antifreeze. Antifreeze. (laughs) Sorry. And there was, like, you know, paper slips and, like, receipts for this. So... They're like, that's a little suspicious. He was the only one in this store since the last time she went missing. So we're going to, we're going to check this guy out. So okay, they arrested okay. him. I have, to, I have to say something. Yes. Wouldn't that be crazy if like you have nothing to do with the crime, but you were the last person that was in that store. And they're like, Jessica, you bought two gallons of milk. A gallon <laughs> like, of milk. You well, you have to store. <laughs> 
Well, you have to think of it. It was back in the, the like, 50s. They don't have yeah. any, like, camera equipment. They can't really see anything. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, for good suspicion, they, they arrested him. So, As he was should. arrested. Right. They arrested him, and they searched the farm, the Gein farm. And this is where it gets crazy. So, the sheriff's deputy discovered this poor woman, Bernice Warden's decapitated body in a shed of Gein's property. She was hung upside down by by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. Her torso was dressed out like a deer. She had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and the ugh, the mutilations were made after her death. Searching the house, authorities found and this is a long list, but I think it's, like, really important that we understand, like, the the real and, dis- like, disgusting um, facts of what made the character of the movie, you know, what it is. So, yeah. it was, let's get into this. So, whew, whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket made of human skin. Human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedposts, female skulls made with tops sewn off or sawn off, bowls made from human skulls, a corset made, yeah, uh, a corset made from a female torso skin from shoulders to waist, leggings made from human leg skin. Oh my god. Masks made from skin of female heads. Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. And Mary Hogan was the second victim. It didn't really go into too much detail about how she became the second victim. But she was the second victim that was known. Because they found her body parts and they ID'd her. So let me continue this lovely list. Mary Hogan's skull in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot belly stove. Nine valve in a shoe box. Valve? Valve? Don't know Vulva. how to pronounce it. Is it Volva? Volva! <laughs> oh okay, it's worse. Ow! Immediately my legs. No. (laughs) No. My bad. Even worse. Um, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. Oh my god. Oh Jesus. A belt made from female human nipples. Oh, the nipple belt. I knew about that one. <laughs> Four noses. Okay, I'm almost done real quick. A pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. A lampshade made from the skin of a human face. Fingernails from female fingers. And if you can't tell, there is a huge theme here. Female. They're all female. Yeah. And I'll get into why. Okay, but I, I real quick before you get into all that, just quick question. So yes. the 
it sounds like there's a lot more parts mm -hmm. than the, his two victims. So how are they only saying two victims? Well, our lovely friend Gein is actually admitted to stealing from nine graves and led investigators to their location. So he was into uh, dead, dead bodies. Oh. Yeah. What is that called? Necrophiliac. Necrophiliac. He was a necrophiliac. He went oh my God. and, yeah, he literally... Um, told investigators that between 1947 and 1952 that he had made as many as 40 nocturnal visits to three local graveyards to exhume like buried bodies while he was in days in a days like state and about 30 of those visits, he said that he came out of the days while he was in the cemetery and then left the grave and like left and returned home <laughs> empty-handed. So he literally went and, like, was looking for buried middle-aged women that he thought resembled his mother. And then he took those bodies home. And then he tanned their skins to make his, like, paraphernalia for his house. Okay, but by what you just said, when he was in a daze-like state, it sounds like yes. from the get-go, he was trying to work on his insanity plea. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, because at the end of everything, he... Um, yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I think that that's something that like we'll cover in um, another segment of our podcast in the psychology of all of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, and talk about, you know, the psychology behind just how this even happens. Like yeah. this, this is a lot to unpack. Yeah. A Ooh, lot. What? All I gotta say is cremate me. I do not want to be buried. I do not want to become part of a nipple belt. I'm sorry. Sprinkle, 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 sprinkle me somewhere, please. Because like, yeah, I do not want to be like someone's lampshade or their couch. Please do not Never. wear me. Never. 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 Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's like, there's just reports of, you know, all these things that he did with these dead bodies, which is kind of sad when you think about it, like how many people he just like, he disturbed in their families that he like, it's very sad, you know? Yeah. Can you think like yeah. about all the people he like really upset in doing all of this? this yeah. Ugh, it's horrifying. Disgusting. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, it's interesting, but it's also so deeply disturbing that that was like a real person walking among us that thought like that, that behaved like that, that got away with that. Yeah. And he was the one who inspired multiple of our horror films for a good reason. You know? Yeah. And 
Um, he did plead insanity and they did deem him um, insane. And he did spend the rest of his life in a mental institution. Um, but is he really though? <laughs> is he really? Um, <laughs> I think that that's, I think yes and no. I think his, um, yeah. his upbringing was very extreme. I think he had a really bad trauma bond with his mom. I think but it's something it we can insanity? Yeah. Um, but in insanity is uh, like to, to go along with the insanity plea is to that you weren't in your right mind when you're committing these acts. You had no idea what you were doing, the repercussions of your actions. And it seems like he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what he wanted to make. He knew exactly what he was going for. And he even had the right mind to be able to say, well, I was in a daze. So, I mean, sometimes a lot when of, I woke yeah. up. I, I think didn't a lot of it was premeditated. And if it's premeditated, you can't really claim insanity. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in that, in that sense, I don't think that it should have been insanity. I do. I think that he has a lot um, wrong with him. I do think that he, you know, has, you know, a lot of mental illness. Um, sorry. Okay. Let's try to wrap this up real quick. Okay. So he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent. So they said he was unfit for trial. So he is sent to um, a state hospital for the criminally insane um, in a maximum security facility and later transferred to a state hospital. And ultimately, like, long story short, he ended up dying in a mental, mental institution. And, yeah. um, like, a psychiatrist testified that Gein had told him that he didn't know whether the killing of Warden, the first woman, um, I believe it was the first woman. Yeah. The first woman, um, was an accident or not because he didn't know if like the state that he was in, like if he was coherent or not, which I find kind of suspicious. How do you not know? Or I don't know. I know that people get into psychosis and not remember yeah. things and that's a proven thing. Um, but to not but be I don't sure he was, yeah, yeah, that's a little iffy in my opinion. Um, so I think that his childhood for sure screwed him up. His mom, um, skewed his thoughts of women and her ultra religious behavior and how he grew up at home between having an alcoholic father. And just the way that she kept her kids in a box and everything like that, like caused severe trauma. Maybe not to the point <sighs> to skin people and like grave rob. So I don't know. What are your thoughts? Well, first of all, I mean, 
I think I've already said it that I feel like he definitely was not insane. I mean, insane in different terms, yes, but insane to the point where he didn't know what he was doing, no. Um, do I think that his mom did like what's that word? A rep a reputable damage? Hundred mm -hmm. percent. I feel like I mean, don't even get me started about the whole religion thing, but when it's something like that. And I mean, I guess there's a reason, like the way my mind goes is there's a reason why there's um, ratings on movies and books for a reason that your child or under a certain age shouldn't be watching certain things or reading certain things, right? Right. So when it comes to the Bible, these things that she was reading him if she was reading from those specific things you were talking about when he was at such a young age, I, it's the same thing. Some of that stuff is pretty gnarly to yeah. read to a child. That's why they have yeah, children Bibles. Yeah. Because it's instilling fear in a child and children's brains can only develop at such a certain pace. And so yeah. if you're overloading them with something that's too mature for their age, you know, it does huge damage more than it does help them, you know, and they don't know how to process it. And so it like almost warps their brain more than it helps them. So that's why they yes. have those mature ratings. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, she did so much damage to her children by the way that she it, like, shoved that kind of information down their throat especially those topics like murder and and all those type of things it's almost like she was like setting her kids up for failure yeah like i'm not saying that she turned her son into a monster but she definitely put him on the path to it yeah i'm sorry yeah, I but can, i can agree with that mm -hmm. that's a. Uh... I mean, I don't know where you make the leap from having a religiously strict, like strict crazy mother to nipple belts. <laughs> but no, I think we all have our own type of demons, like no matter which way you believe or which way you think, we all have our own demons, no matter what way we grow up. It's like our own way of thinking and how we see the world and our perception and a lot of that was on him at the end of the day yeah. that was on him you know and if, if after everything schizophrenia was the only thing that really he was diagnosed with yeah after all of the things that he did that's wild to me yeah that is kind of crazy hmm you know so when it, in terms of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and this being an inspiration for it, was it just because the person who wrote the movie, the director or whatever, whoever he was, he, his family lived 20 miles from there or what was the connection there? <laughs> Yeah, I think that that's um, a big thing. And like at the time that the movie um, came out in the 70s, this was a huge like 
you know, a case that, you know, was one of the bigger ones that had happened in the 50s or the 40s. So this was one of the bigger, most like gruesome things. Um, so I think that it inspired, like I said, a lot of different, you know, movies out there like Psycho and American Horror Story, not American Horror Stories. What was the other one? Silence of the Lambs, my bad. And yeah. so it, 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 I guess like well, it's triggering. Well, you're not wrong though. American, well, American Horror, Horror Stories Story. too. Yeah. They had a segment. little segment. Yeah. They did the whole entire movie and then this guy <laughs> popped up and you're like, that's who it is. I know who that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't wrong. But I didn't actually see that part. I think you were the one who told me about something. But yeah, so I think like it's such a gross, grotesque story, like true life story thing. It just kind of like sparked an interest. What I find so interesting is like that, like the movie wasn't anything like, I mean, it was kind of similar, but it wasn't, you know, like there wasn't the chainsaws. It wasn't in Texas. It's more of like a slasher film. And like, I know those were like super popular back in like they the were. 70s and 80s. So had they portrayed him as like the person that he really was, I think it would have been like way more scary. Way scarier. Like. Way scarier. I don't know. It definitely yeah freaked me out knowing that like i don't know i don't know many grave robber stories do you know of anybody who like was into like <laughs> dead bodies <laughs> um like off the top of yeah, your head not off the top of my head <laughs> but yeah there's i mean i feel like when i listen to or i do research on a lot of uh serial killers or killers in general, maybe not that don't kill three or more people to qualify as serial killers. They always start somewhere. And mm -hmm. so I feel like certain killers start with the fascination with the, a dead body. And so they always start somewhere, whether it's somebody that's already dead or going and digging up graves. And then you always hear, yeah, he was kind of weird. We would find him like digging up graves and stuff. And it's like, kind of, that's very weird. <laughs> yeah. So I have, right? But I have heard about a couple of people who started somewhere and kept going. And it sounds like the Ed Gein, if he wasn't caught, that he would have kept going. He knew what he wanted to do. It was very clear that, I mean, he needed more furniture or something. <laughs> more clothes he had, a, he had a he had a skin theme going on in his house and he was just <laughs> i would not want him as my home interior decorator for sure that is not my style my and home like, is, is postmodern what's the theme of your home human skin <laughs> it's so, so bad I don't know, like, his thing, too, though, like, also, they talked about how he would wear the women, which I don't know if mm. I if I talked about that, but he would no. wear the skin of these, like, women that... Ooh, I, don't I have, know a, theory. I have yes, a theory. I have a theory about yes. that. Okay, so, when your loved one passes... Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and what I would do is I would keep their clothing 
and I wouldn't wash it. And I would wear their clothing or lay with their clothing or something like that. So he was basically obsessed with his mother. What if that was his twisted way of like, I'm going to wear her shirt. He's like, I'm going to find women that remind me of my mom and I'm just going to wear them. It kind of like, this is super off topic. And like, I don't even know, but like my brain is going there. My ADHD brain is going there. But, like, it's kind of, like, how his mom – so his mom didn't want him to have any love or, like, see any women in any type of light better than her, right? So, like, she would talk about other women in such a vile way, right? And then, like, put herself on a pedestal, right? So – what if it's the opposite? Like he was mutilating these bodies and was doing it in a way that was like a torture is kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't deserve. Or do you think it's more of like a worshiper type of deal? It's like you I can't mean, get your mom back. So like, why would you do it to other women? Like, why would you want to wear other women in place of your mom when she was constantly always talking badly about other women? Yeah. Or if maybe he, like, it goes along with what you're saying and he was mad at his mom. Yeah. Because of everything he went through and what she did to him as a child. And he never got to have a relationship like that with somebody else um, or a woman when she was alive and so it's almost like you never get that closure where you're like haha i'm in a relationship mom and i'm successful or whatever the case is and then that anger builds up because you hear about like serial killers that go out and they they kill people that remind them of or torture people that remind them of the person that they originally wanted to go after whether they are still alive or they're dead So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's so many ways that, or things that this could be, but it's very, very hard to determine what it is because it was long ago. And I feel like we don't have a lot of the same mental health things we have nowadays or understanding of mental health, mental, mental, (laughs) mental, mental health that we have these days that it makes it very hard to kind of understand. Yeah. I mean, it could be a whole plethora of things and like, I don't know if we'll ever really have like a, an, like a true answer because like we're not him. We don't know what was going on in his mind. And like, there's not enough information even from psychologists, like other than like saying that he was schizophrenic and you know, like even like the research was like, um, there was like some, um, cop that said that when they went back and like asked about like one of the murders, they said that they had a feeling that the, even like something that happened with the brother's death, they felt like it was a Cain and Abel situation between the brother. Um, yeah, super freaking interesting because if you look at it that way, wow, Cain and Abel, if like, you know, anything about that is. I know you what know. Lucifer told me. I know what Lucifer told me. Well, I I, I know, know I'm a pot- 
I, I know from both standpoints, because, like, I know from the Bible and then also Lucifer, the show, but, like, Cain and Abel, I mean, it was a, wasn't a, a good, a good relationship. But I thought that was interesting. That's because... So, was he jealous of him? Or what was the, like, just the short I think, situation? To be honest with you, I think he wanted his mom all to himself. Because of his weird relationship with his mother, he wanted his mom all to himself. Like, he really, huh. like, that weird statement about how he, like, his mom was his one true love or whatever, which is super freaking weird to say about your mom. Like, his only That's friend. Very weird. And one true love. And, like, now he is alone in the world. So, I mean, I like... I've been there. Can you, you like flip, flip the script a little bit and kind of think like, put it from the perspective, like from a girl, if a girl said, my dad was my one true love, wouldn't you be like, excuse me, miss, what happened to you? (laughs) Right. That sounds like daddy issues. Yeah. No, he definitely 100%. What did that man do to you? (laughs) Right. That definitely sounds like his his mommy issues were bigger than they were astronomical for sure. I mean, we know this crazy, like even the brother knew this and would make comments about it. And he got mad about it. That's why I think he's dead. That's why he died. You know, that's why there was foul play that was in question. Super weird. In my opinion, they didn't do that brother justice, but, Hmm. You know, that's my opinion. There's but, so many cases like that from back yeah. in the day when it's like, how, how? There's no way. But yeah, they, of course, you know, ruled it as accidental or what? what's the terminology when it's like, uh, like natural causes. Natural causes. So acci- yeah. yeah. Accidental or natural causes or whatever the case is, but um, I don't think there's anything natural about that. That's very odd. And also, even if, like nowadays, even if it's natural causes or accidental, they look into the person's whole life and everything leading up to it. So they would have looked into what did the brothers say? What mm-hmm. happened? What was the situation around everything or around everyone? And so maybe they would have been able to understand that the brother said weird things about mm-hmm. Ed having a weird relationship with his mom or saying weird things about his mom or vice versa. And then nowadays we would have been like, mm, something weird's going on there. That needs to be looked into more. And then for what Henry is his name? Henry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think nobody like, even knows. Even with today's technology, unfortunately, I think that like um the system fails a lot of people. And I'm gonna leave I that do. there. So I know. <laughs> Just... You're not alone. I a hundred percent agree. And you can't be a person who does like what we do mm-hmm. or looks into the things that we do around crime and true crime and not think that there's a what is it like a like a broken link mm-hmm. in the 100%. whole system and the and entire the link system. is yeah and the 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 broken links in different places in different counties different cities different states S- stakes wow states 
apparently I'm hungry. <laughs> but in different states where it's like there's, but yeah, there's, and we fail, there's a lot of broken links and we fail a lot of people and it's very, very sad. But one thing to remember is that we're human mm-hmm. and we have humans doing this, these jobs. <laughs> I mean, I know I've forgotten to turn something in like on a deadline when I was working. And it's like, I mean, if these people forget to do something or file something, they like wreck like the whole system. It's very sad. It's very Mm -hmm. sad, but I don't know. He's still crazy. There's, I mean, there's no doubt about that at all, but how crazy I think is where people can disagree insanity or just crazy and knew what he wanted yeah I think it's it's definitely um kind of one of those situations where it's like kind of a cost like a toss of a coin it's like let's see you know what what we're gonna get today is it heads or tails (laughs) you know that it's I don't know I just I thought this was interesting nonetheless because you know, these are real life people that are inspiring our, like, our movies or our books or our things. And it's crazy because, like, these are the things that we we watch, we read, we don't really think about to be true stories because we don't get the information or we don't research it. And so that's why we're here to, like, do the research and tell everybody these fun creepy stories or like just share the fun information that like some people just don't even want to dig into which is totally cool because I love this stuff personally yeah I like I was like totally flabbergasted I didn't even know I know a lot about anything true crime and I I didn't even know like I knew from the get-go I think we had this conversation before you did this episode where I was like, oh, it's based on a true story. I know that, mm-hmm. but I didn't know like this. Like I thought there's some psycho running around with a chainsaw cutting people up and it's no, not even close. No, no, <laughs> it's <even> close. <laughs> nope. But yeah, so that's the story of Ed Gein and his reign of terror. Wow. Well, I really, I agree with uh, what you said. I think that there's a lot more that we can unpack in like the whole um, psychology behind all of it that I think there's a lot more that we can dissect, you know, thing by Mm -hmm. thing or what effects this could have had on him when he was younger, older, whatever. Um, So I agree with uh, doing that, maybe doing another episode talking about that for people who want to listen to that whole psychology aspect. (laughs) Yeah, I I like that's my right up my alley. I love like the psychology stuff. I like how the brain works and how people tick and that's my thing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. Oof. (laughs) that's like it's almost like you need to like after something like that you're like okay now it's time to watch um a cartoon you're like i need a beer pikachu (laughs) i know i need a beer i need a beer and i'm gonna watch detective pikachu (laughs) yeah 
That's so funny. I love that movie. That's a good movie. It's a, my Pikachu. Aww. It's Colton's I it. Pikachu. I, I stole it. <laughs> so cute. Um, but, but yeah. Wow. Oof. Wow. Just, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. I know. It's like heavy. It is heavy. Anything else? No. Um, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, that sounds great. That's how awesome. the cookie crumbles. That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the story of Ed Gein and um, his reign of terror and how it was loosely based off of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, how it probably would have been a lot scarier if we would have seen the actual truth behind it. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Perfect. That was awesome.